Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! We'll start today uh, with uh, the 60th home run by Judge. And let me throw a little cold water on it because I want to make sure Steve Torrey understands that. The Pittsburgh Pirates are a, are, are a Little League baseball team. The team has been awful forever. So although nobody's going to knock Judge, the grand slam that Stanton hit uh, to win the game, and the Yankees are all excited. Maybe Stanton's going to join the party now. He has done very little all year long. He's hitting 210, 205. Uh, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, only because it came against Will Crow, what? Who? Yeah, I don't know them either. Uh, Red Ruffing's great, great nephew, uh, you know, the old Yankee pitcher, uh, gave up the uh, hits and homers and everything else, and including Stanton's Grand Slam. So I don't necessarily think that that Grand Slam in the big picture means anything as far as Stanton's recovery is concerned, but Judge's 60th does, and that's the bigger part of the story. I think Judge liked it the way it went. He hit homer number 60, ties Ruth 27 uh, in 19. 27, and of course, then uh, you know he doesn't overshadow the whole team because Stanton hits the grand slam uh, to win the game, and the Yankees, who played very poorly last night, get the job done against again a atrocious, ter- atrocious Pittsburgh Pirate team. So I will take the win, I will throw it away. I don't know if that means that all of a sudden the Yankees are going to start to hit in big scenarios. They have played a lot better. Uh, recently, despite losing two out of three in Milwaukee, although I am wondering about Cole. We'll get to the Yankees in a minute. The story of the day is Judge, uh, who's had really an incredible season, well, poss- a very good possibility of a triple crown. He's obviously going to break this, uh, and it's not an American League Mac record, it's Roger Maris. He's going to you know, set the Yankee all-time record, and if you are like me, that is a purist. He is going to be the uh, single-season home run king, and he's going to go out there and he's going to end up with 65, 66 home runs. He's not going to get the 70. He's not, not in 15, 14 games. He's not getting the 73 that Bonds did. He's not going to do that. Uh, so if you are, if you want the all, all the steroid part of the record book cleansed, it's not going to happen through Judge because he's not going to be able to hit 13 home runs in 14 games. So that's not going to happen, but he's going to get to the mid-60s. He's going to put his signature on it, and on top of that, he very well might win a triple crown. He's had an incredible season. I'm not sure if I agree with what Busteroni has talked about the last 24, 48 hours. You know, the greatest season in the history of Major League Baseball. I don't buy that myself. Uh, no season's better than 21 Ruth, 59 homers, 177 RBIs, 175 home, uh, runs scored, and about a 370 batting average. I mean, I'm sorry. Nothing exceeds that. And you can bring up the time. You can bring up uh, lack of African American. You can do anything you want. Nothing exceeds that season. And there's about 10 or 11 others that I could possibly name, uh, you know, in the course of uh, the long history of the sport. But, you know, we can quibble there with how you want to rank judge. But the bottom line is he's had an incredible year. I mean, and he's done it with, uh, you know, putting some pressure on himself, not signing that contract with the Yankees at the beginning of the year. And now, you know, a team is going to make a mistake, and that might mean the Yankees, because he's never going to be this good again. He's 31 here, so he's never going to be this good again. And somebody's going to give him $350 million a la pools with the Angels, and they're not going to get that money's worth. Now, if the Yankees give him that money, I mean, at least what he's done for the Yankees in the last seven or eight years or five years, you know, I mean, it's almost a reward, and it's the same franchise. If somebody else gives him that money and, you know, basically pays him for what he did for another team, they're not going to get the same production. I mean, he's 31 years old. You don't get great late 
as you used to without the steroids in the old days. So from that perspective, you know, he's going to quiet and he's not going to be as good and somebody's going to give him $350 million for eight, nine years, whether it's Steve Cohen, whether it's the Giants, whoever that might be. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to stay with the Yankees anyway. Uh, but the big picture, uh, his, his season is just, you know, it's a remarkable year. He has carried the Yankees on his back. The issue that, uh, 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 the fact that there's even any debate about the MVP is a joke. I mean, I know Otani's, you know, pitched well and he's hit 30 home runs, but he's on a team that's 20 games under 500. He has not played a meaningful game all year. Uh, I, I can't give that award to Otani under any circumstances. Uh, you know, I could give it to Otani if there wasn't a judge-type year in our midst, but since there is, I can't. Uh, so he's going to win the Most Valuable Player Award. Uh, you know, how you feel about the record is how you feel about the record. I'm a little home run out, so although I do feel that Maris is the single-season uh, king, obviously the record books say it's Bonds. Uh, you know, there's two ways to uh, you could, there's two ways to handle this. You could say that baseball should have cleaned this up a long time ago, and you know made sure that the record was what it was going to be, whether it be 73 or 61. They basically did nothing, and they allowed the fan, the media person, to determine in their own mind what the record record was. It's a complicated issue. You can go that way, or you can go the other way. Uh, and baseball did the right thing. What's baseball supposed to do? They're going to eliminate all the records. I mean, you know, if they take, uh, if they eliminate Bonds and McGuire, then every time there's an issue with a record, there's somebody who's going to say, well, you took Bonds' records away for steroids and you took McGuire and you took uh, all the, you know, Clement, where's his end? So they don't want to open up that Pandora's box. I get that. Uh, and you could argue that if you wish. The other side of the coin is, is that baseball, uh, you know, they've done a terrible job here and they've done a fan of the service because I think a lot of fans don't exactly know what to believe. I mean, sometimes fans in sports, they need to t- be told what the guideline is. And I think a lot of fans who follow baseball don't exactly know what it is. You know, the Yankee fan might, the Steve Torres who goes back a long way might, but I mean, the average 23-year-old doesn't really know that much about A, Roger Maris, and doesn't even know that much about Bonds with the steroids. And to me, it's up to the sport to, you know, make that determination and tell us what it is. Now, Ford Frick did it way back when because he put an asterisk next to Maris's name because Maris hit the home runs in 154 games. Uh, Ruth hit the home runs in 154 games and Maris did it in 161. Now, that was wrong for Frick to do that. He was the commissioner at the time who was a Babe Ruth ghostwriter. That is wrong for Frick to do that because it wasn't Maris's decision or fault that the sport decided to add seven or eight games. You only can sit there and, you know, play the games to the tell you to play. And I understand he had eight, nine more games to do it in. It's not his fault. Bonds, it's his fault. I mean, you know, he took steroids. He knew that it was not the right thing to do, and he took it anyway. So to me, it's his fault. I heard Stevie A tell me today, well, you know, baseball capitalized in 98 uh, with all the hoopla about Sosa and McGuire following the 95 um, World Series cancellation. But to truth be told, although they did find Andro uh, at Shea uh, when McGuire came to play in New York in 98, and there were some hints about steroids going way back to Thomas Boswell in the late 80s, early 90s, for the most part, and me included, most of us didn't even think too much about steroids in 1998. I mean, you barely had heard of it. You hadn't paid too much attention to it. And nobody uh, watching that home run chase, and I watched it diligently, carefully. We probably led with it every day on the radio. No, and, of course, don't forget, folks, too, Fox 
uh, sent Buck and McCarver all over the place uh, that uh, late part of the summer to follow McGuire, McGuire around with the home run record. He was there live in St. Louis doing that Cub-Cardinal game uh, when he broke the record with, Matt, with the home run against Steve Traxel. And remember, that was not a pennant race-oriented game. The Cubs were playing for a wild card, and the Cardinals were a bad team. Uh, but, ES, but uh, you know, Fox sent all those guys around to cover that record. So most of us who followed it did not think I know I didn't. We're not thinking steroids. Now, 0203 bonds, different story. 0203 bonds, by that time, four years later, a lot of us out there, you know, Game of Shadows was right in the mix. I don't know when that book exactly came out, but that was in the, uh, that was in the works. You know, bonds' physicality had changed. A lot of us knew uh, that this was not on the up and up. Furthermore, it had just been done. So, you know, to see it again four years later, which what we thought was an iconic moment in 91, to see it four years later was a little weird. Uh, but I followed that home run chase uh, with, you know, uh, with Navate, which thinking that this is the real deal, and then I got soured on it. So at least me personally, you know, I can't get as wrapped up in it as I used to, as I got in 98, because I've been there, done that, um, you know, the home run thing, and it's not just Sosa McGuire bonds. It's also, you know, of A-Rod. A- you go through a thousand guys who have uh, cheated to get to where they've gotten. You know, they've ruined what it means to hit a lot of home runs because of all the cheating that's gone on in the sport. So as a result of that, I am not one who has been that wrapped up in it, but I do think that 61 is the number. Now, maybe I'm not that wrapped up in it because it's a Yankee, but I don't have a problem with Judge. I like Judge. So, I mean, it's not like it's a, I, I, I don't like the Yankees, but I like Judge. This is not a guy I don't like. How can you not like Judge? I've said it forever. He's the best player in the sport. I'll take him over everybody. And he's had an iconic year. And in my eyes, this number will be the number. But, you know, they only had 40,000 there last night at Yankee Stadium. They only had 23,000 the, uh, uh, the weekend that Roger broke it against the, uh, I think it was the, it was either Red, uh, Stafford, Tracy Stafford, saying the Red Sox or the Orioles. Oh, I, it may have been the Orioles. Uh, well, when he broke the record, when he did it on the last day of the season. But I think a lot of people back in 1961 were conflicted about what Frick did with the record because he wanted the home runs done in 154 games. And a lot of fans at that time thought, well, Maris had eight extra games uh, that wrote that Ruth didn't have, so he has to break the record 154 games, and he had 59, I believe it was, uh, after 154, so people were, uh, were a little confused then too, plus a lot of the Yankee fans wanted Mano to break the record, who was in the mix all summer long before he got sick with an abscess, he was a mess, and he only ended up with 54 homers. So from that perspective, you know, there was confusion there too. You want to get on Manford uh, for not setting the record straight? You know, Seelig in a very odd set of circumstances and, and uh, when, when Bonds broke the record, uh, the single, the career home run record, you know, followed uh, Bonds all over the place, stood, didn't clap. It was obvious. It was mixed messaging. Uh, you know, baseball, again, I don't think they want to open up the Pandora's box where if they have decided to put asterisk next to these records, then all of a sudden everybody's going to say, well, how about asterisk next to this? No African-Americans played in this era, so asterisk there. I don't think baseball wants to go in that direction. But as a result of that, it's a very gray area here how you think. I think there's a lot of reasons why this has not gained the... Now, it's gained some attention, but there are a lot of reasons why this has not gained the national fervor that it did 22 years ago. There's a lot of reasons. Steroids is one of them. 
Um, you know, uh, we found out that it was fraudulent with Sosa and McGuire. That's another one. Uh, I think we're a little home run out. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. And I think the fan is confused. Some fans. Well, what is it? Is it 73? Is it 61? What is it? They're confused. So I am not confused because Bonds didn't break the record. Maris did. So I'm not confused. I don't have as big a problem with the games. If you're going to do that with the games, then how come people aren't screaming about Aaron with the at-bats? He's got four or 5,000 more at-bats. I think he's got 13,000 at-bats and Ruth had 9,000 at-bats. I think that's the numbers. So if you're going to scream about the amount of games, why don't you scream about the uh, amount of at-bats? Now, remember, the Ruth record fell in 74, so Ford Frick wasn't around to put an asterisk next to Aaron when he did that, but he had 4,000 extra at-bats. I mean, think about it. That's about eight years. Well, not that much. About five years of extra baseball. But he broke, but, but I don't hold that against Aaron. The steroids are hold against people because that's an unfair advantage. And a lot of the guys who used them, uh, whatever the reasons, they, they, I was an unfair advantage. So in my eyes, 61's the number, but I'm a little home run out. So for me to sit there and watch every at bat and, you know, and get all wrapped up, I did see it last night. I did stay up late to make sure I saw his ninth inning at bat because I knew he was going to lead off and it was 8-4 Pirates, but there was a lot of fans who left that ballpark. Uh, there was only 40,000 in the park and a lot of fans had left by the time that at bat uh, took place in the ninth inning. Now, the fans who did leave, you know, lo- uh, uh, missed out on a big moment if you're a Yankee fan. But they did leave. And, you know, the uh, Lester Holt did not break in with the update as they did in 98. It's a different era. It's a different feel to it. Doesn't take away the accomplishment, though, and 61 is the number. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.